and one. Hey, this is Janine Bolin with Writer's Hour Creative Conversations. And I have with me one of my favorite mystery writers. I have to admit, I'm a fangirl. I chased this woman across England. I'm joking. We were on a, <laughs> we were on a writer's retreat together. Hadn't met each other at all. And what was so funny is she's in the same state I am. I'm a little bit further north. She's in, down in Denver. And it was funny that we had to, you know, go across the globe to meet one another. Thank you for joining us today, Helen. I appreciate it. Thank you it. for inviting me. That's, this is always fun to chat with you. <laughs> it is. I, I love it. And uh, so one of the fun things I, I just wanted to share, I, I'm going to screen share this. Normally, we just have conversations, but this is too this is kind of important, and I wanted to share that Helen da, 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 won uh, an award today. Tell us a little bit about the Excellence Awards that you're about, a part of now. Um, the National Indie Excellence Awards are for independently published authors. Um, and uh, two years ago, my first book in my mystery series won the mystery category. Um, this year, my third book, The Burden of Hate, uh, is a finalist So I in the mystery category. So I didn't win it, but, but I'm among books that were chosen as finalists. So that's still pretty exciting. <laughs> it is totally exciting. I, I see awards like that, and I don't look through the fine print. I'm like, oh, my God, you made it, right? You know, and so thank you for correcting me, because I get excited for Helen. Yeah, Whether she well, wants to get excited or not, I'm up there jumping around, screaming, woo, typical yeah, fangirl. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the Annie, <laughs> the Annie Collins series that you st first started on, she totally got me hooked. And then I was terrified she was going to kill off her character so many times. And, and I would cheat and I'd call her up because I knew her. And I'd say, you know, you're not going to do blah, blah, blah. And she goes, you just have to read the next book. She was so mean. But anyway, she was very kind. Let's talk a little bit about Legacy of Secrets because this, um, she was very sweet to me and let me get one of the advanced reader copies so that I could do the media uh, promotion with her. And so just wanted to let the readers know this came about because one of your characters or both of your characters, however you wanna share that, tell me about how this book popped into your world. Well, you know, I had, finished the third book in my series and I had thought there would be at least another one or maybe two and then um, I came up with three different plots that I wasn't crazy about and when I sent them out to my editor and my beta readers they all said eh, I don't think so <laughs> so at that point I was like okay I don't know where to go with this and I had gone to a writing seminar and the presenter had laid out on the conference table we were at a series of reproductions of these iconic photos. Um, people probably remember the, the nighttime, I think it's Edward Hopper, the guy sitting at the diner counter, things like that. Um, and she said, look at them, pick one that speaks to you, and then go write for 15 minutes. So I found a picture of somewhat, somewhat similar to the farmhouse, you know, that's in, on the front cover, and it was sitting in the midst of this field of brown knee-high grass, and so I wrote for 15 minutes and um, liked it. I have a little folder on my desktop that says odds and ends. <laughs> And whenever something like that happens, I just stick the thing in there. And so Annie 
and Angel, uh, the two characters from the series, were not helping me. They were just quiet. And I joke that I put them through so much hell in the last book, they just didn't want to talk to me. Too, too much trauma. They were done with you, author right. man. They were, right? they were like, dude, we're, we're over this. <laughs> and that vignette popped into my head. And so I went in and opened it. And I thought, yeah. And the more I thought about it, the more this story started to percolate. So I thought, well, if I can't come up with book number four in the series, then I'll just write this for the time being and see where it goes. So, so for me, I kind of channeled the writer's block into something a little more uh, positive. Um, this book is a standalone book and it's more of a romantic suspense as opposed to a mystery. So it's kind of a new, new direction. So that's how, how we got this book going. <laughs> Well, and I just wanted to share with people, you happen to be a Colorado native. I'm reading, I'm reading this right out of the back of your bio here. <laughs> and one of the things that attracted me originally was because I worked in the pharmaceutical industry as what they call a wet chemist or a bench chemist and worked with pharmaceutics back in their raw form. The reason that uh, Helen and I kicked it off so well was because she was an o, you know, OR nurse. You actually were the surgery. And so we had that scientific connection. And I liked your mystery theories because at least they were accurate. You don't have your people get concussions and go running across a field. And you and didn't do all that stuff. That as a scientist, it ruins the book for me. I'm like, this writer did not do her homework. So, you know, I have a bias for Helen. She knows that. I, I own up to it. But one of the other things is... You loved uh, mysteries with a touch of romance, thriller, and my favorite part here at the end, books involving strong women and interesting men. Well, your male character in here is definitely interesting. You totally captured me. Do you want to talk a little bit of our man, Evan? Yeah, Evan's kind of a fish out of water. He was um, born and raised in this little town on the eastern plains of Colorado. Um, it's a ranching, farming community, pretty small town. It's total figment of my imagination. But um, rather than growing up to be, you know, a farmer or a rancher, he had a real talent for art. So he went to art school. And he's become a painter of some renown and is doing quite well. But he lives, he lives in this little tiny western Colorado or eastern Colorado town. So he, everybody knows him, but he's, he's kind of, he's kind of this anomaly. Um, and he, he, you know, he dresses in the Western clothing and he um, leases most of his property to his next door neighbor who raises cattle. And, you know, he helps him out, you know, builds chicken coops and that kind of thing for him. Um, and so when my other main character, Kate, uh, meets him, she just assumes he's, you know, this hit cowboy. <laughs> she, she has a very city girl attitude for quite a while. Um, but Evan's a good guy and um, he falls for her pretty quickly and then just stumbles from one mistake to the next. Uh, and of course, she's going through a really tough time because her father uh, had committed suicide. So she's, she's a little averse to any kind of emotional entanglement. So that's kind of the, that's kind of the romance part of the story. 
Well, the thing that I love about when you and I have conversations, since we're both writers now, I'm nonfiction and Helen is fiction. And so I just pummel her with questions all the time because her process has to be so different from my own. And, and, but one thing we both agreed on is neither of us really ever have writer's block. We may stumble on a word or something, but the creative process for us is almost identical. And you're very visual, I'm very visual. And so I really enjoyed when you would tell me the story about how you had a picture of that house. Now, the other thing that you do that's kind of interesting with your, your books and your characters is you decide where they live. And then you run around taking pictures <laughs> of places of where, oh yeah, my character would get. Did that just come spur of the moment for you? Or did you read that in a book? Or how did you come up with that process? I, well, part of the reason for taking the pictures uh, was to see it, especially in and around Denver, uh, was to see if I, if what I was imagining was uh, realistic for, for that area. And one of the photos from the first book um, is this beautiful home that you drive by on um, first, uh, right before it curves around the Cherry Creek Shopping Center. And I have loved that house forever. And it's one of those big two-story Tudor homes, and it's got this gigantic, I don't know how they got it past zoning, but it's probably a 20-foot brick wall around the backyard, so you can't see what's going on there at all. Um, and that was the setting for uh, one of my characters in the first book and her very wealthy husband. But I, you know, I drove around uh, Wash Park and found a duplex where Annie and Angel were next door neighbors. And then I was down getting my hair cut and there was this uh, series of four townhomes that are very, very modern. And that's where I put one of my other characters. So it's, I, I also find pictures of people, mostly on Pinterest, <laughs> that remind me of my characters. Um, it, Especially, especially the ones that um, don't pop into my head full, fully born. Um, and that way, when I'm describing something, if, if I'm stuck on how I want to do it, then I can look at the pictures and, and that kind of triggers the descriptive process or whatever. What, whatever story or whatever scene that you're trying to yeah. write. Yeah. What, one of the things that I, I loved is I, I could tell your character development on some of this because we had discussed, you know, how this book kind of landed in your head, so to speak. And I was like, isn't it kind of scary when writers start talking, we talk about our characters talking to us, how we have voices in our head, we hear dialogue. And it's like, you know, border, that creative process that borders real close to, is it genius or really are we just- Or psychosis. <laughs> You're right. And so we had a lot of fun discussions with that. So um, we will be visiting with Helen later on, but I just wanted to real quick be able to grab her before she had to go off to other things and let you know about Legacy of Secrets, which is a one-off novel. It's complete. It took me a couple hours to read. It was thoroughly engaging. And Helen, thank you for your time today oh, on the Writer's you. Hour. I, I love talking to you. So <laughs> see you next time, I guess. Yes, you will, because I know you've got another book brewing. Do you want, can you share a title? Can you share anything? Give us a little um, clue. Yeah, the next one um, is with my proofer, and it's called Finding Alex, and it's a, another romantic suspense, uh, 
the one the main the male main character is a, is a homicide detective in Denver, and he damn near runs over a woman who staggers out onto the highway as <laughs> about about midnight as he's going to a girlfriend's house in Boulder, and she's been assaulted, and uh, so he gets involved in it. He he's involved in a current case of several murders, and he he just has this hunch that she's somehow or another connected. So problem with her is that she, because of the assault and the head injury is amnesic. So she doesn't even know her name, she, you know? And so part of the process of the book is him trying to identify her. And it's complicated by a number of things. And she eventually is the only actual living witness to the guy that's going around and killing these women. So it's urgent that she remembers and of course, she can't. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, you know, that's kind of it in a nutshell. Um, and that I'm hoping, you know, it's, it's a process. So I should get it back from the proofer this week. And then it's got a, my cover designer and I've got to come up with a cover and, and then she's got to get it laid out. So I, I'm thinking maybe October. Okay. But, you know, those, those are loose dates I've discovered. Right. Right, because because everything's slower now, right? We're yeah. not able to move at the speed that we're used to because everything has to move a little bit slower. So yeah. while you wait, Legacy of Secrets is available. Yeah. And that, and thank you again, Helen, for being on the Writer's Hour. And we will see you again in October. Okay, talk to you okay. later. Bye-bye.